This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools podcast brought to you by Spur. I'm Alex White, Tim's with me. We're going to be talking about a couple things in today's episode. There's an interview to do with the Bay Hill Premier Cup, that's football in the Western Cape. But before we get into that, Tim, welcome to the show. I think after Sunday night, we can breathe and actually enjoy this week, which I wasn't so sure about when we did last week's episode, if I'd be able to even be in a position to record this week's show no alex i tell you during that game i think my heart stopped six times just stopped restarted stopped restarted a game for the ages honestly in the build-up to that game i was so terrified because france are a top tier nation just the way they run the attack i I was afraid but Rassi and Nino were the always intensity, on the, the speed, the, the, it was just unbelievable. It was, oh, it was beautiful. Again, I was saying this to my mom. She said, oh, this is a really wonderful game of rugby. I said, mom, while I can agree, I don't want a beautiful game right now. I just want us to win. This is not the stress I need right now. But hey, and, we took and the win. Even right That's at the end, like, I, I wasn't allowing myself to believe that we could win it. Because usually one point lead, someone just needs to drop a goal or kick a penalty or something. And I thought they're coming. We're going to give away a penalty here. And then we ripped the ball. So at first I thought, oh, it's a knock-on, so it's over. But then I realized it was ripped. So if they went and got the ball, it's play on. And then I think Orenza picked it up and kicked it out. And even then I was waiting until Ben actually blew the whistle to say it's done. And then, then I could believe but how's that for a weekend of quarterfinals? New Zealand, Ireland, South Africa, France, serious top tier stuff. And the Supersport schools guys, our, our bosses up top there at Randburg, were saying that I think every time South Africa has won the World Cup, there's been a player from Maritzburg College in the team. <laughs> so they were getting quite excited about Jesse Creel. Um, and wow. obviously, I'm, I'm, it's probably not true that Maritzburg College is the only school that's been represented in every World Cup winning team, I would imagine. But they were, they were getting excited <laughs> about that. I mean, look, we all have our own superstitions. I, I believe mine is that it's always on an odd number. But again, if you're going to do the World Cups, it seems to always fall on an odd number. So bad superstition. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That's very true. But it, I think it has every single year been odd. 87, yeah. 91, 95, 99, 3, 7, 11, 15, 19, 23, 27, 31. Yeah, okay. It's always odd. <laughs> so that falls, that falls a bit flat. But let's... Okay, World Cup aside, we're in a good mood. The sporting fraternity of South Africa is in a good mood this week. Let's hope we can beat England and go all the way the following week, probably against New Zealand. We're going to turn slightly and go to a sport in which South Africa struggles on the international stage but has so much potential, and that's obviously football. We've been involved in a couple football interviews uh, this year on the show. I want to get from you your Class of 23 nomination for football specifically, just for anyone who's unaware. We're nominating players, and you can nominate players as well by scanning the link that's on screen now. Scan that QR code, visit Supersports School's social media, and you can nominate players as well. We nominate players to the Class of 23, and at the end of the year, there's going to be a big show where we go over uh, the winners from those nominations. So, Tim... Your nomination for the class of 23 from football specifically. 
football specifically? I mean, you did mention that South Africa was struggling, but I had to, I had to come in there. Our ladies are not letting us down. But very true. Very, very true. I digress. I digress. With with a lot it less ha- resources, and that was the topic of one of our episodes. It's quite incredible how far they went. But yeah, your nomination. Mm. I mean, all the it's just a combination of hard work and passion. And there's one player that comes to mind when I think of hard work, passion. Putting their all out there. The man from KZN. Gusheshe. Mateo Horsted. That kid is special. Simply special. I had to clock in on their games. And he's just... He's everywhere. He's providing. He's scoring. He's just... He's a full package. You can't talk about SA football. Especially in the KZN. Without talking about Gusheshe. I have to say it. All great reasons to pick Matteo Horstedt, um, and I think we might be accused of a bit of Maritzburg College bias, uh, but he really is that good captain of Maritzburg College this year, and also taking them to a couple different trophies and titles. And I know Matteo's been scouted by a couple professional outfits. Since we chatted to him, there's been some progress on his movements in terms of taking football further after school. So Sibonello Zulu caught up with him over this past week to find out what's been happening in Matteo Horstead's journey. Arguably the best midfielder in Kingston High School football circles. And his name is Matteo Horstead. Matteo, good morning to you. How are you feeling? Just tell me the progression that has occurred in your life since you last mingled for the Super Sports Schools podcast in June. Uh, good morning to you, Sibonello. Um, ever since it's... After the Super Sports News podcast, I've been getting a lot of recognition. Hey. A lot of people have been messaging me, and it's been a really good experience. I've been invited to a lot of teams, DSTV Premiership teams. Wow. And it's been very good. You sign out your high school football career as a treble winner. Last time we spoke, you were a league champion. You added two trophies to that. Your message to the next college captain, the next college team of 2024. Well, definitely next year is going to be... It's going to be very good. Our team is just, they're amazing. We have a lot of young talents. Mm, brilliant. Yeah. Likes of Malachi, likes of Tuba. We have so many good players on our team. And I think the message that I'd like to send is play to their best abilities, play their style of football, because if we play our style, nobody can compete. So that's what I think be my message to the next captain and to lead them to their best abilities. So lead them to the best of their ability. And that was a short snippet between it myself uh, and Mateo Ostead, the Bushesh. Mateo, thank you so much for your contribution. Like, you know, high school soccer in these parts of the world, you're a magician on the ball, you're a Bushesh, you never out of fashion, forever there for your team, never shy away from receiving the football. And just the way you turn, you turn like a Bushesh. And uh, that is Mateo Ostead. I've read out of superlatives to describe it as an incredible magician. And that is me, Uspaneno Zulu, and I'm alongside the man I call you Kusheshe. For the Super Sports Wars podcast snippets. Over to you, Alex Itana. That was Sibonello Zulu catching up with Matteo Hosted about his progress in taking football further. Remember, you can nominate your very own class of 23. Just make sure that you scan the code, the QR code that's on screen right now, or check out Supersport Schools on social media where you can find some more details. But we want your nominations to pick our class of 2023. Tim, 
We're going to go into the football interview in just a couple of moments. But before we do that, you asked the question earlier this year in our very first football-related interview. I'm going to ask you now, who's taking the Premier League? You know, the first time I called it, my prediction was wrong. I was gutted. We fell short. But I have to back my boys again with the way we started the season. Taking that win against City. Arsenal's taking the league this season. I can feel it in my blood. Ah, 17 years. I can still remember. You were so excited when you said Gunners in that first interview. So I'm hoping that this time your confidence is well placed. Do you remember who Mateo said he would ideally play for? If he made it to the Premier League, did he? Did he pick a team? Oh, I don't remember. I, I think it was United. I can't remember. Fan. I'm sh- I'm sure we asked him. It might have been United. And Matteo, if you're watching, and if it's not United, then we're very sorry. But we're going to go into an interview now with Rayan and PJ from Bay Hill Premier Cup. Rayan is the current director of the tournament and PJ has been the director for many years before Rayan. It's one of the biggest football tournaments in the country. It's certainly the biggest and most prominent in the Western Cape and they have a lot to say about developing grassroots football. That's coming up right after the break. We'll be back in a moment. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast because back bacon has more meat and less fat and we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees then serve it with two large eggs golden chips grilled tomato toast and jam and at only 49.90 for our unreal breakfast why not bring the whole family spur people with a taste for life t's and c's apply Great, Rayan, PJ, thanks so much for joining me on the Supersport Schools podcast. Just to start off, can you each introduce yourselves? I think, Rayan, we'll start with you. Okay, my name is Rayan Ali. I'm the director of the Bale Premier Cup. My name is PJ Williams. I'm the previous director of the Bale Premier Cup. So we have two very important people when it comes to the Bay Hill Premier Cup with us today. I think just to start off and kind of set the discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about what the Bay Hill Premier Cup is and how it came about? I think let's give that to PJ since he was one of the the founders of this event. Um, It started in 1989, so I think it's best for him to answer that question first. Yeah, so 1989, there was a, a, a club called uh, Bay City Ramblers and another club called Spark Hill United. Okay, just before the merger, then uh, uh, Bay City Ramblers had uh, this event, this tournament. The tournament was called the Super Bowl before, and uh, then as the merger came, uh, the club then became known as uh, the Bale Bale. Uh, football club. Uh, when uh, we, when I came on board, uh, the tournament was virtually uh, just one event old, and and thereafter we joined, and uh, I got onto the committee, and uh, when I joined, uh, there was just one event, and that event started in in Mitchell's Plain in Rocklands, Mitchell's Plain. I was refereeing at that event, uh, by the way, and then uh, as we went on. Uh, the the event started to grow. Uh, at the first event was at what sixteen teams we had, and then it was escalated uh, to twenty four, 
and then 28, and then 32 teams where we are today. Uh, the event, the, the hosting of the event was, uh, the first one was hosted in the Rocklands, which is plain, and then it moved to Westridge, uh, also in which is plain. And then about uh, 15 years after, we moved to Bella, Erika Park, uh, Bella, and that is where we are still stationed. It's a very long history. I think this is the 35th edition of the tournament starting this year in November. I think maybe, Rayon, if you want to tell us a little bit more about the format of the competition, how it works, and who takes part in it. Okay, so the um, the format of the competition is a, it's a 32-team um, tournament. So essentially, how, how the event actually starts is we, we start off with preliminary rounds, especially in the Western Cape. Um, obviously, there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of clubs um, in the Western Cape that, that uh, play football, um, and they all want to be part of this um, prestigious event. And, and what we need to do is um, almost sift out the best of the best. So we've created a, a preliminary stage called, called the Bayo Premier Cup Playoffs. Um, and annually, we get about between 170 and 210 teams um, that apply to participate in this um, in this prelims or this playoffs, um, and we dwindle this number down to about fourteen teams um, that eventually qualify to the to the actual Premier Cup tournament proper, um, which happens over the Easter weekend. As it stands now, for for the twenty twenty four edition, um, which is what we're working on for Easter twenty twenty four, um, we've got about twenty one teams um, that we already know. Um, have full positions, uh, so those will be the the fourteen teams that obviously come from the from the the playoffs that we have in the Western Cape region, um, and then the additional the additional free qualifiers, the auto qualifiers as we call them, and then we will fill the rest of the eleven spots with um, with visiting teams, some from outside of the country, and then obviously some some PSL clubs from from um, other provinces, and and I think. What we really like doing is um, going into these untouched areas like in KwaZulu Natal and Mpumalanga and so on, um, and looking for cream of the crop teams there, and almost introducing them um, to the Premier Cup just to um, add a little bit more value um, in the in their communities um, in and around the country. If that answers that. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's incredible that people come from all over, not just within the province and South Africa, but from around the world. Talking specifically about our young future stars as we focus on super sports schools, what do you think the impact of this tournament is on young players and their journeys in football? Well, Alex, you, you must see what happens uh, um, at the final qualifier. The final qualifier, we call that the round-robin stage, and, and there we, we've got the, the last 28 uh, participating for a spot in, uh, in the Bale Premier Cup. So we've got uh, seven groups of four, and the two top teams of each group uh, qualify. You must see that last match or rather the last match of a team that played and when they qualified. It means such a lot to these youngsters. It, uh, they are overjoyed uh, when they qualify. And then the, the stressful part is if a, a, a team doesn't uh, make it, and you must see the, uh, the heart broken, the, the, heart, uh, uh, the disappointment on the faces as their hearts are, have been broken. Uh, uh, 
to them it means such a lot to be part of this event. When 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 the Premier Cup started back in the day in, in, in 1989, and I think moving on into the early 90s, it was almost, I would imagine, the only under-19 tournament um, of its scale in the whole country. And a lot of the scouts realized that if they wanted to pick up players, they needed to almost come down to Cape Town. Um, and these are agents, um, team scouts, PSL club scouts, and then many scouts from from outside of South Africa um, that look after academies and scholarships in America and, and in Britain and so on. Um, so this is actually what the tournament means. It means that that we, number one, create accessibility, um, and, and, and that we do via the playoffs um, by going into various communities and allowing teams to participate in the playoffs to give them a chance to get to the tournament. Um, but more so, we create an opportunity for, for players um, that would otherwise not be able to, um, to, ex- to excel under normal circumstances to almost have an opportunity to, to go from playing amateur football in the LFA after six days playing, playing professional football and now all of a sudden he's earning um, 40,000 rand plus um, and he's obviously able to, to look after his family and, and, the, and, the, and the various communities that, that, that these players come from. So, so holistically, to answer the question in one sentence, it's the opportunity to change your life. I think that is, that is essentially what our, our slogan speaks to, where legends are born. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, that's it. It really sounds like it's a tournament that focuses on players and giving everyone an opportunity to play against competition from across the country and the world, which can only make better footballers. I think just to for, for interest's sake, some of the players who've played at the tournament and gone on to achieve things within football, do you have any special names there for us? Would you like me to go for that? Ray looks at those names every day. <laughs> I, I, think, I think for us, the, the biggest standout name is obviously Benedict McCarthy. Um, uh, obviously, we all know that Benny is with, with Manchester United at the moment, but he is essentially the biggest name that has come from this event. Um, he speaks very well about this, about this event, and, and we have like a little life skills symposium every year. Um, we, we, we chat to, to all the local, the local participants, um, um, obviously the players that's going to participate in the event locally. Um, and on more than one occasion, um, Benny's actually sent a video recording, almost motivating the players and telling them how important um, the Bale Premier Cup was in his um, football career um, and that he was actually scouted at this event. Um, but put Benny aside, um, you're looking at Tulani Serrero, um, player like Nassif Morris, um, who was um, just recently coaching um, Cape Town Spurs in the PSL, um, and then recently capped um, Mishlali Mayambela. Um, he's been there, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Rob Dalport um, that looked after SAFM Sports and and is now with um, um, Idisky Times. Um, that's got a whole list of players, and, and he vouches that over 3,000 players um, have been called up through the system um, of the Bayel Premier Cup, um, what we call it, what we call it is um, the pickup system of the of the Bayel Premier Cup. I th- I think that's incredible, and I want to go back to what you mentioned earlier on the three thousand players who've been uh, taken up in some way as a result of the tournament. I think that's just incredible. 
grassroots football in South Africa is so interesting because we really have a dichotomy when it comes to football in this country. We have the most registered FIFA clubs in the world by some distance. It's the most widely played sports in the country. And yet at international level, certainly the men really struggle. Banyana Banyana are doing quite well with very little uh, preparation and training at this year's World Cup, only two weeks before, I think, that they actually got together. And then to go all the way to the final 16 is just incredible. I think just to end off bringing in the Bay Hill Premier Cup, using that as a starting point, what do you think needs to be done to improve grassroots football in the country? Do you think the Bay Hill Premier Cup is a template for the rest of the country to follow? And where would you like to see it go in the future uh, to both of you to answer this question? I think I will go first because because PJ has got yeah. more extensive knowledge around around um, um, the actual football playing field yeah. and the dynamics of football because he's been been in football um, administration for so long. Um, but to answer your question, I definitely think that that the Premier Cup has become a template, um, and and because obviously we were the first of its kind. A lot of a lot of other tournaments that have that have subsequently um, popped up after after the Premier Cup have almost um, and 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 sometimes we become irritated by this, but but I like to call it a feather in our in our hat. But they've almost mimicked and 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 uh, taken a taken a page out of our book when it comes to um, setting up their own tournaments. So, I mean, um, at the Premier Cup, we were the very we were the very first um, tournament to have holistic photography. Um, so we we basically photograph every single match. Um, we write match reports on every single game. Um, we were the first tournament to, to start this um, around 2004, 2005. And soon everybody else um, has tried to do it. It's obviously a very resource intensive, but it happens. We were the very first tournament to do um, what we call scrutiny. Um, which is a unique process, or it used to be a unique process to our event, where we would vet every single player that comes through the event, um, age, ID documents, um, everything, um, almost as far as bone marrow testing. Um, but we will check and vet every single player to make sure that there's no age cheating. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of our predecessors now have have have, cop- have copied that. Um, there's a special format in which we in which we run our event. Again, um, other tournaments copy that. And then, obviously, um, the, the manner in which our event um, has almost brought in a new dynamic to sponsorship over the years, I think that also set the trend for, for corporates to kind of um, almost more and more get involved in, and I wouldn't call it minor events, but, but the smaller events, because obviously Premier Cup is the, is the bigger one. Um, and I think for me as a director now, um, I, I almost sit and say, you know what? Let us be let us be that event um, that uh, paves this this road or this or this pathway um, for others to follow, um, so that that journey isn't as um, aggressive or as as difficult as what we find it to be right now. And yeah. and they are following it, and it's good for us because because as much as people think that they're competing. You know, there's different age groups. So we have under 19, under 17, under 18, under 16. Um, there's different age groups. But ultimately, each and every one of the very good players will end up at the Bale Premier Cup. And this is where they ultimately get selected. So it is no real competition. It's actually just 
a journey from starting maybe off in an under 10 tournament and moving all the way up for the cream of the crop to to then eventually play in the in the bale tournament your question was uh, what it may or or how far do we want uh, this event to to yeah. go i would i would like to to believe uh, that once i'm no longer there and and perhaps ray uh, is no longer there uh, other people would have been grown and nurtured through this event so that this that this event can carry on for years after we are gone. Uh, I am happy to say that Ray uh, has been with this event for 20 years, if not if not longer. And and uh, uh, we I've been watching his progress. I've been uh, watching uh, who is there to uh, to take over or to uh, whether I will be satisfied that that this event will will uh, carry on and follow through. So I, I spoke to him years back, uh, about seven years back, and I said, Ray, uh, I want you to come and sit next to me and let's talk about the situation. And he said, me? No way. No way, not me. And I said, Ray, you can say that now, but uh, just tag along and, and you, will, you can make up your mind eventually. But we had a succession plan. Uh, for 15, years, 15 years ago, I drew up a succession plan. And I tried to put a name at each little uh, portfolio uh, uh, on the plan. And we, we're being successful. We, uh, If you look at the committee uh, of five years ago and you look at us now, the the the, the P.J. Williams age are not gone, but they're there and they are doing the mentoring uh, while being there. But uh, the, the younger guys are coming through stronger and uh, we're leaving uh, – we're leaving them to make decisions on the platform uh, and and guide them uh, uh, in the background. You see, but I believe this event uh, has got the, the power uh, to make people believe they can get somewhere one day through football. And and uh, this that is the purpose of the event. Uh, hence, uh, the legends must be born and grow. Okay. Uh, uh, the 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 scouts. Let's talk about the scouts. We've got scouts here who played in this event. Guys like Lance Davids. He's, he's here every year. He never fails to pitch. Uh, Ray and myself. We're getting we're getting phone call from scouts. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, I got a call from or an email from a scout uh, from America and asking, listen, uh, we have got three guys to come and they from uh, university scouts and they want to come and, and look out the talents and see what they can pick up here. And I said, by all means, just send in your your uh, your uh, application and, and we will deal with it. But that is how eager people are to be part of this event. Wow. I, I think what you guys are doing is so fantastic. And I think it's a fantastic benefit to youth football in the country. And I hope that it goes on for many years to come. We're going to be broadcasting and streaming it on super sport schools over the coming weeks as it starts in November, all the way into Easter. It's going to be one of the biggest football features on the platform. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it go out there and to seeing it being accessible. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today, for talking so openly about a tournament that it's very clear you both love so much. So thank you for that. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Alex. And um, thanks to your viewers. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having us. 
That was Rayon and PJ from the Bay Hill Premier Cup. Rayon, the current director, and PJ, the director for many years before him. Tim, any key takeaways from that? For me, it's just the opportunity that this 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 cup brings forward. I mean, what, 3,000 players have been scouted just from this tournament? That it really is just a moment for players to get out there, get seen by clubs, and just get express themselves in the way that South Africans only know how to. 100%. And I hope this weekend, taking it from football to rugby football, we'll be able to express ourselves and say, yes, we're going to be in the Rugby World Cup final if we beat England. We're also going to be playing them, by the way, in the Cricket World Cup. So this weekend is a sporting weekend unlike any other. Obviously, the most important being the Rugby World Cup semi-final Saturday night at 9 p.m., all over Supersport. Make sure you tune in for that. Tim, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Supersport Schools podcast. And to you at home, thank you for coming along for the ride. We'll be back next week. There are new episodes every Wednesday at 7 with repeats on Sundays at 6. We'll see you then. From me, Alex, and Tim, bye-bye. This has been the Supersport Schools podcast. Bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Take Ranchers.